1: Into attacking third. I'm Sandra Everett, I lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, with my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's segment, we're doing a Racing Louisville FC preview. So, a quick reminder before we get into all things Louisville: please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform. We're also on YouTube. Subscribe to us at youtube.com/slash attacking third. Make sure you get all your exclusive NWSL content, the previews, the recaps, the interviews, and everything else right here on A3 with us. The NWSL season starts on March 25th. You can watch all of the games on Paramount Plus and across CBS Sports platforms. And yes, we are doing every single team preview on a podcast and on YouTube. So tell your friends, make sure you get caught up with everything you need to know before the regular season kicks off. Lisa. We got to chat all things Louisville. Are you ready?
0: I'm so ready. I'm so ready. I love diving into these teams. Um, And Louisville, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on this team as well, because I've got thoughts. What
1: does it all mean? <laughs> That's what I think about when I am forced to think about racing Louisville FC. Let's start with an overview of some things for this team. Head coach, Kim Bjorkgren entering his second season. With the team, they also added some depth, let's just say, to their coaching staff as well. They welcomed Bev Yanez as part of their coaching staff, uh, running things alongside Bjorken Green as an assistant. And um, listen, I think if you're looking at Louisville, you have to have a bit of a perception where it's like, well, it can only go up from here, right? Because we've got another bottom half table finish for this team to talk about. They finished in ninth place. In 2022, a five, eight, and nine record for this team last year. We gave them an off-season grade of a C plus. Uh, they made some movement this year. Wouldn't say that they were heavy hitters in the free agency market, uh, and I wouldn't even say that they uh tackled the end of this all draft in a way that maybe made you think they're going to smash right. that rebuild button and build up with a lot of young pieces so we just sort of kept them at an average c plus grade because they did make some very interesting moves ones that we're excited about um names that ring uh, a lot of cool bells in international (laughs) signings. So, uh, let's maybe talk a little bit about how some of these players arrived to racing Louisville. Um, what were some of these off seasons, uh, signings and what they look like and what did the trades mean for this team along the way? Uh, Draft Day was interesting because they built up, they fleshed out their roster in a certain uh, kind of way because they, while they did make a couple of picks, they also weren't afraid of making the Draft Day move. And they did that. They said, you know what, we've got a pick in the first round. Let's, let's get involved in this. Let's, let's make some moves and still exit this draft with, with a couple of selections. And, and they did that. They participated in a trade with Gotham FC. They initially had that fourth uh, pick overall. Gave that up for some allocation money and the rights to Paige Monaghan, who is now listed on this preseason roster as a defender. We'll chat a bit more about it. And just when we thought that maybe racing Louisville was going to stand packed and sort of build with what they've got in front of them. They participated in a couple other moves. One was a bit of a signing trade on a loan uh, with a Liga MX Femenil side, Tigres Femenil. And they also made a trade with North Carolina Courage. So they went ahead and acquired Carson Pickett and Abby Ursig for Emily Fox. Uh, and then coming out of the draft, they uh, drafted Ohio State Forward Kayla. Fisher, Notre Dame defender Brianna Martinez, New Mexico forward Jaden Edwards, Alabama forward Riley Parker, and this is the player that uh, was involved in a bit of a uh, sign and loan and trade type of move. Nigerian forward Uchena Kanu arrived to Racing Louisville FC via a transfer, and Racing Louisville went ahead and loaned out uh, their rookie forward, Riley Parker, who will spend time with Tigres Feminil uh, out uh, in Liga Ameckis Feminil. So, uh, a lot of interesting movement for this team in their offseason. So it wasn't enough for us to be like, wow, this is a home run out of the park. Like We're giving them an A. But it was interesting enough for us to keep our attention and say, what does it all mean, Lisa?
0: Yeah, I think that with Kim Bjorkhegren as the head coach of Racing Louisville, we will continue to see a lot of um, interesting, exciting international signings um, for a number of different reasons. One of them being that Kim Bjorken spent a, a lot of time coaching overseas. He's from Sweden. He coached in Sweden for years. He, he coached in China for years. He coached in Cyprus for years and in, in Greek, Greece. Uh, he just has had his hand all over the world of, of women's football. So he understands all these different styles of play and he's seen players. I mean, that's how he got Wang Shuang last mm-hmm. year, a trade in the middle of the season. It was a player that he had formerly coached and continued to have a relationship with and, and stayed in touch with and said he wanted her. And now we look at all of these trades that have happened. I think a really smart trade for Kim Bjorkgren to get someone like a Paige Monahan because not only does that add depth, but it adds a, a little bit of familiarity with the league already getting a player like monahan um and then of course pickett and and ursig massive massive gets um out of north carolina courage but i think that i'm i'm really excited about uchenna canoe and and what this nigerian international will bring to the mix of this team because racing louisville struggled last year in in scoring goals they really did um Defensively, they were put under a lot of pressure. Katie Lund ended up uh, breaking a record, goalkeeper for Racing Louisville, breaking a record in terms of how many saves she had in the year. And that is fantastic. Katie Lund is a tremendous goalkeeper, and she was put under bullet fire last year so often. And she did have to come up with some incredible saves, but you shouldn't be putting your goalkeeper under 150 saves in a year, forcing them to, to make all of... Those saves. So I think it starts a little bit higher up the pitch. And that's really what we're seeing um, in, in this trade or in this get with Uchana Canoe. I, I think this is massive for Racing Louisville And then really solidifying up that back line and getting someone like a Carson Pickett and an Abby Erseg and a Paige Monahan listed, listed as a defender. But I, I think it could work, right? I mean, Paige Monahan is a veteran and we've seen it time and time again how many forwards are converted into outside backs. And I I think Paige Monaghan could do it, right? If anyone could do it, I think it could be her. She's really impressive. She does have this tenacity to chase down every ball till the end, to to be a good 1v1 defender because she's been forced to do it with Gotham last year when they were put under a lot of defensive pressure. And Kim Bjorkegren saw something there that maybe not a lot of others saw. And, And that's really what I'm excited about, kind of how all these pieces are going to come together at the end of it all. And it's a bit of a balance, what you gain and what you lose and how this works out. And for Racing Louisville, they didn't really lose too many pieces in this offseason, which is a big positive for them because they needed to add from last year. They needed to grow and spruce up their roster. They really only lost defender U S women's international player, Emily Fox to race to North Carolina in that trade. Um, That's definitely a big loss. This is a big player and international, but they gained two defenders in that trade in Abby or and Carson Pickett. So racing Louisville, Great job. Way to win that trade with
1: North Carolina in my eyes. Two okay. for- they're, win- they're winners. So That's racing wins that right there. Buy one, get one. She <laughs> said two for one, sign me up. I love that. Uh, I mean, okay, well, so maybe not as a detrimental as, as a loss as maybe others might consider that to be in your opinion. You think getting the two for the one defender, it works out better in, in Louisville's favor.
0: I think it works out better in Louisville's favor because Emily Fox couldn't do it all herself. She is, Emily Fox, one of the top defenders, right? I mean, we're coming off of a She Believes Cup with the United States, and this is the only player on the United States roster that played every single minute of the She Believes Cup. This is, Emily Fox is a tremendous defender, but she couldn't do it all herself. Mm -hmm. So would you rather have a 100% defender in Emily Fox that can only play one position because it's only one player, or and maybe to 75% defenders. And that's not even being generous because I think Carson Pickett is a top defender in this league as well as an Abby yep. Erceg. And now you've got two of them that you can split amongst the back line, cover a bit more space. They're also really familiar with each other playing at North Carolina and they're veterans, right? They've got experience. Carson Pickett has international experience with the U.S. Abby Erceg, a lot of international experience with New Zealand. Yeah, I think it was a good trade for racing Louisville. I do.
1: All right. So when we're looking at them as winners of, of that trade, when you're looking at maybe all of these acquisitions that, that they made during the offseason, which one for you is like the biggest win in terms of the players that they've added in the offseason? Is it one of Pickett or Ursag? Is it someone like Amanahan? I heard you chat a, a little bit about Uchana Canu. Who, who in your opinion is is the big win and the big get in amongst Carson those?
0: Pickett. Carson Pickett for sure. This is a player that is is almost a like-for-like swap with Emily yeah. Fox, and I I think it's going to do great things for Racing Louisville. Honestly,
1: yeah, I'm in agreement with you. I'm only as excited about the Uchenna move because they went and they got somebody like Carson Pickett. I want exactly see it. yes, yes, see that's
0: it. it. It's like a hand <laughs> in hand because Pickett's going to be sending those crosses into oh, the box. Man. And now we know Utena is going to get on the end of them. Oh, my gosh. The, the fireworks.
1: The fireworks. <laughs> We're going to chat a little bit more about the roster at depth for racing Louisville FC because there's a lot of players uh, on this roster that I think maybe some folks may not remember. There's there's a couple players coming back from, from last season, and uh, there's some uh, draft picks that maybe we have to take a little bit of a deeper dive on. So stick with us after a quick break. All right, let's chat a little bit about racing's roster and go through this by position. Uh, goalkeepers, uh, they started off their preseason roster with uh, Hillary Beal, Jordan Bloomer, uh, Kelsey Daughtry, Katie Lund, uh, Olivia Sekini, uh, that's five, count them, five for the preseason. <laughs> uh, defenders, Abby Urseg, Rebecca Holloway, Julia Lester, Brianna Martinez, Paige Monahan, Cesar Murray, Carson Pickett, and Pika Jusama, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing that, and Zanetta Wine in this one as well. For midfielders, there's seven total. Ari Borges is rounding out the midfielders here. Alex Chidiak, Savannah DeMello, Jalen Howell, Taylor Malham, Lauren Millay, Wang Shuang rounding out the midfielder core here. Seven total and nine total forwards on racing Louisville's roster, Kristen Davis, Jaden Edwards, uh, Amina Ekic, Kayla Fisher, Parker goings, then be Katlana, Jessica McDonald, Nadia Nadeem, Riley Parker listed initially, but now we know parts of the movement was to send her to Tigres Feminil. And Uchenna Canu is now listed among the forward core in racing Louisville. So when we're looking, maybe position by position here, um, Obviously, there have been a round of cuts as preseason has gone on. Some of these players are actually no longer featured on the preseason roster. Uh, but to start, uh, it looked at the time that there was uh, you know, a lot of draft picks at the moment, um, combined with some of uh, the internationals uh, that Racing Louisville has really acquired over these kind of maybe last 18 months with Kim Bjorkgren at the helm. Uh, this is a team that you can look at and point and say is kind of full of internationals at this moment um, in every position, really. Um, but when I'm looking at all of these forwards um, at the moment, I'm curious as to who's going to get the start and what that's going to look like um, in Bjorkgren's lineups. Uh, yeah because i think that's the the biggest thing for for me i think uh, what is what is this coaching staff going to to present um to this team that is maybe a little bit different or that could perhaps take them over that next hurdle in 2023 and i'm really excited for the inclusion of of bevianez on this yeah. coaching staff i'm i'm curious if maybe this is a little bit of an X factor, uh, for racing Louisville. We're talking about a former player, um, turned coach now working with racing Louisville, um, a team that has is coming off of consecutive bottom half of the table finishes. How do you turn that around? Right. How do you get that response out of players and to sort of get that buy-in to what the head coach is, is trying to present, um, tactically, you know, and there's also players on here that, um, are navigating injuries um, as well that might not, you know, be part of that equation in the first half of, right. of the season, let's say.
0: Yeah, which I think is really hard. That's a really hard thing to do is turn around a team's mentality um, to get them over this this hump that they have been sliding down uh, for the last two years, right? They've really, really struggled to pick up a lot of consistent momentum to to run forward with what you have in front of you and what this league offers. So yes, getting Inez as part of the coaching staff is going to provide more in, in- light on the situation in terms of the coaching staff, right? New ideas, a new perspective, a new way to talk to these players um, to kind of get them bought into what you want to do. I also think it's interesting that Kim Bjorken does acquire so many internationals on his roster. I think there are pros and cons to that in terms of what they bring to your team because pros being... They come from other leagues, and and this is an opportunity. They've also experienced success in other leagues and with other teams, so they can bring that experience and and reference that while they're playing for Racing Louisville in the NWSL. However, the NWSL is a league unlike unlike any others in the world. It is so talked about how – competitive it is, how close top-to-bottom teams are compared to other leagues, how physical it is, how fast and transitional. And sometimes that can hurt players that aren't used to that and aren't ready for that type of speed. It Players either fall right into stride, and we've seen that throughout the league. I think Wang Shuang was one of those players that came in last year for Racing Louisville and stepped right up to the plate and and was able to fit in seamlessly to this team and this roster. But when you have so many different parts, how do they make sure they do that going into this year? Um, Luckily, though, there's not too many young players, right, on on this roster. Although there's a lot of new ones, it's not. We've got so many rookies.
1: No, I think maybe that's a a little bit of a silver lining in in this one, that the players that they are running with in 2023 have at least a year of professional experience, uh, you know, behind them. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, those are still young players, I think, that are continuing their development, right, in in the professional league. Um, And that was maybe one of the bright spots that came out of Racing Louisville last year. Uh, They did have a pretty strong draft in 2022, and Savannah DeMello was rated highly, as was Jalen Howell. There was a lot of debate about who would go number one, and Jalen Howell was included amongst the names of those prospects as a possibility to go to San Diego with the number one pick. Mm -hmm. We now know that DeMello and Howell ended up with, with racing. And it's just sort of interesting maybe to note that, you know, there's, these are two players who are going to enter. their just their sophomore year, right. As professionals in this league. Um, And with that, maybe there's still the young prospects that we keep an eye on moving into this 2023 season, because we saw DeMello kind of separate herself from the young prospects in racing during 2022 with her play on the field, we saw her as at times sort of navigate and roam on the field as sort of this, uh, you know, linking type of player, kind of more methodical mm-hmm. in passing and trying to combine with teammates. And we also saw her kind of evolve a little bit or introduce That's herself as sort of a, a set piece specialist. I mean, my goodness, it, it just sort of felt like, you know, we had multiple highlights of free kick goals yeah. for this player. So, I mean, I think this is these are still the two players to keep an eye on for racing in 2023 as well as the young prospects.
0: Yeah, I want Savannah DeMello to build on what she gave last year in the league and and with this team. Um, I, I think set pieces, yes, that's great. If she can make that her bread and butter, do it. But what else can we get from Savannah DeMello? And, and I'm asking that of her as a sophomore in this league, in her second year. Last year we were just – happy with her, her do, scoring all these set pieces as a rookie. And I think to herself, she needs to be asking those questions. What can I do more of? How can I take on more leadership roles? And that's what I want to see from DeMello this year. As for a player like Jalen um, I, I was a little underwhelmed with what we got from Jalen Howell last year, just with how much pressure was put on this player and this name leading into the 2022 season as um, a top draft pick coming out of the draft in 2022. uh, The experience that this player has winning national championships and she came into a really tough Racing Louisville team. That asked a lot of her. That asked a lot of her. And I think she tried to do too much. I really did. I think that she tried to do too much. So for Jalen Howe, play simple this year, right? Like be just – a consistent player day in and day out, be what your team needs you to be. You don't have to be the hero. And I I think that in combination with DeMello, Hal could be really good this year. Um, Maybe a little less pressure than being a rookie. And I I Mm. think that could help a player like Hal, because I want to see her reach her full potential. And I didn't think we got it last year in 2022 by any means.
1: I don't think, I don't think that's a unfair analysis. I mean, I think, they re-signed this player. This is a player yeah. that this franchise um, wants to build with and wants to build around. I think that that's helpful. I think that uh, she obviously performed well enough to enter those kind of negotiations with with the franchise to say, "Hey, like let's let's make sure that we um, get you a new contract and we want to keep you here in Louisville and and build with that." So I'm, I'm eager. I'm with you. I'm eager to see uh, not only the continuity of DeMello, but uh, even more improvement uh, for somebody like like Howell and mm-hmm. and how those two specifically help run the midfield for, for this team uh, moving forward. Um, but they're still young players, right? So who, who is someone on this roster uh, that we're looking for, for, for those young prospects to go ahead and, and still pull from in terms of that experience, uh, veteran leadership. And um, we're looking at uh, somebody like Lauren Malay in this section as well, because when we're going through, through these midfielders, you've got, we're talking about two players right now who will, are considered the young core of this team and Lauren Malay, I think once upon a time might've had some of those expectations thrown upon her as well. Like we're drafting you, you are, you know, someone that we want to make sure that we grow and develop over time. And hopefully you could slot in and and get these extended minutes. Um, We saw her make the move from, from North Carolina to racing Louisville. And she's really during her, her time with racing has kind of emerged. Again, as one of these uh, stalwarts, these reliable players that you can see week to week in racing Louisville starting 11s. Um, And it's been cool to to chat with her on A3, you know, to talk about all things racing Louisville and kind of hear how she's wanted to embrace that a little bit, that she's entering a certain phase of her career as someone who's no longer, you know, could be considered maybe one of those young players of the league, kind mm-hmm. of fully entering like the next step, like as a veteran presence on on these rosters. And it was very, very cool to sort of see um her run a play with racing uh, last year and sort of how she was trying to combine with with somebody like a former teammate and Jessica McDonald. And I think that this is a player that uh you know, that, that Howell and and DeMello will, will you know, profit from, right. um, you know, working with and, and running midfields.
0: I agree completely. I mean, this is Malay's fifth year in the league. She was drafted in 2019, played with North Carolina before being drafted in the expansion draft to Racing Louisville several years ago in 2021. And... When we we spoke to Millay, that interview was during a preseason preview of Racing Louisville last year. And one thing she really talked about was how she wanted to be more of a leader. And she wanted to take on that role and be someone that younger players could look to. And I think that was the first step and the first turning of a page for a player entering their fourth year last year to kind of say, Wow, I I don't feel like a veteran, but I have to try to take on that role and, and try to be that. And she she was very vulnerable in saying that to us and saying that I'm being asked to take on a little bit more leadership than maybe I was not ready for, but just wasn't expecting because she's always been one of the younger ones up until that point. And I think we saw glimpses of it last year. But now heading into this fifth year, um, Lauren Light is that experienced veteran. She is. And I think she believes it. I think she's going to own it, and I think the players around her also believe that she is one of those experienced veterans that they can lean on, that they can look to, that they can ask questions to, um, and that Kim bjorka can lean on a little bit because I think we might also see a player like Malay. Shift in and out of some different positions depending on what is needed of her, and that says a lot about the type of player Lauren Millay is whether she's out wide, we could even see her be pulled in centrally a little bit more, higher up the pitch in midfield. Um, she can really slot into a variety of different locations depending on the formation, and that's something you want from an experienced player to show everyone else on the roster that this is what it takes to be a team player and, and to get the team win. I'm excited for Lauren Millay mm-hmm. this year. I really am. This is one of the players in the league that excites me about how we could see a big jump in her growth.
1: No, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, these are the type of players, you know, there has to be a certain level of trust, right. Mm-hmm. To sort of task a player with those type of different responsibilities, um, whether it's week to week or month to month. Um, And she's definitely someone I think they're going to lean on a bit, you know, in light of a World Cup year. You know, we've been chatting a lot about players who may uh, go missing for for teams during long stretches of time in a World Cup year, um, because that is the moment where opportunity tends to present itself. Um, And we saw it a little bit during um, the stretch of the the Tokyo Games as as well. You know, players getting time on the pitch and uh, the international spotlight for, for Louisville. Um, Shines in many different areas on the pitch But there's a couple of players That this team may be without In light of the World Cup year I mean, we've talked a lot on this preview About Uchenna Kanu Who might have World Cup responsibility With Nigeria But, uh, you know, depending on the final roster for, for China, we could possibly see somebody Like a Wang Shuang on there as well um, And though this is someone That we haven't maybe chatted a bit too much about On this preview You know, Fembi Katlana is someone that they were very excited to add to their roster last year. But unfortunately, uh, through qualifiers – she ended up uh, with a significant injury and was unable uh, to get any time with the team during their run in 2022. But this is a player who has not only got experience in the international level, Catalana is returning to the NWSL after previous stints with Houston Dash, but might not be available for Louisville during certain stretches uh, as she might have responsibility with uh, South Africa in the World Cup. So uh, it's not just one, not just two, but possibly three players, and who knows, knows maybe even more in the build-up to the World Cup.
0: Right. I think one thing to note for those that haven't been uh, aware—I didn't see this announcement—another um, player that some might think is an international, Abby Erseg. Uh, she recently yeah. came to racing level. She is a former New Zealand international player, uh, but she announced her retirement from the international game, so she will not be in attendance at the World Cup this summer, uh, which takes us it takes her off this list, um, as part of our international spotlight. And, and Sandra, you asked me earlier, the trade for Fox pick and in yeah. how I think that that one won out racing yeah. Louisville doesn't lose Emily Fox now during the world cup. I, I think that that's strategic on Kim yeah. Bjorkigren I do. I think yeah, no,
1: I'm with you. Yeah. I think it's a smart strategic move. It is. Uh, I think, uh, I think it's one that's going to pay off because look, one, another player that we actually didn't highlight too much was was, was Katie Katie London, and she's a goalkeeper oh, yeah. that had a that came up massive for this team um, over the year. It's kind of one of those like double edged sword type of compliments to your goalkeeper, where you're like, look at all of these saves that this goalkeeper has made. And the other side of that spectrum is that the defense and the midfield were letting through a lot of looks on goal. But a, another player that they resigned extended a contract. This will be their goalkeeper. Uh, moving forward, but, uh, I'm with you. I, I think, uh, having some insurances right on defense is, is gonna, is gonna make that job for, for Katie a little bit different than it was in 2022 than it will be in 2023. So I guess maybe that's what leads to, um, the biggest burning question. For this club, because really there's questions in each position as we're going through. Can all of these pieces, internationals, uh, local talent, uh, players that have been with the roster for a couple years now, can all of these pieces finally come together and make a playoff run? That's the question that is is—it's burning. That's the question. I mean, I think
0: I, I, I think it's going to be really hard. I'm going to be honest. I think it's going to be really hard for Racing Louisville to come and put this all together. They have struggled the last two years to to do that, to put together great games. They they have these spurts and they have these moments um, throughout the season of greatness, right? Of of going on a run. We saw that spelling or spewing from a player like Savannah Demello. We we did not talk nearly enough about Jess McDonald throughout this episode and and what this type of veteran player. Can bring to this team as someone that is so driven, so focused, such a professional and understands the game day in and day out. I think it's going to come down to the biggest names on this roster, stepping up and playing bigger than themselves. That's a Savannah DeMillo. That's a Carson Pickett. That's a Jess McDonald. That's a Lauren Malay being bigger than themselves. That's a Katie Lund in goal. Um, they need a little bit of that chip on their shoulder this year to, to kind of almost, almost, I don't want to compare two teams, but they almost need the energy that Kansas city had in 2022 this year, Mm -hmm. a chip on their shoulder. I can run and I can do this. um, And that's how they're going to do it. But yeah, I mean, can racing Louisville make a playoff run? That is the burning
1: question. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean I think it just leads to us making a projection what's what's yep. going to be the projected finish for this team In 2023. And listen, we talk all the time about the parity in this league and what it could look like. And I think it shows its head and rears its head even more uh, in light of international cycles Mm -hmm. within it. And this is the World Cup year. There will be multiple players missing on every single team in this league in some capacity. What is Racing Louisville going to do with the season in front of them uh what's our projected finish for them you either go big or you go home so maybe they shock the world and they close out in the middle three or maybe they round out at the bottom three i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say that they're gonna shock the world i think uh this is a team that will do better than last year But I don't know if that's going to be in the playoffs. I believe if memory serves me correct, uh, this team finished in ninth place in these standings in 2022. And I think they will improve and they will finish in eighth.
0: That's not what I was expecting you to say. That's amazing. Okay. I I agree. I don't I don't think it's gonna be a turnaround year for racing Louisville. I just think it's a little bit too much of an uphill climb. I think they've got the pieces together and, and they will continue to grow. Um Uh, Yeah, like a a middle four finish, right? I don't think they're going to be in playoff contention. They could be one of the teams towards the final days of the regular season um, pushing for a spot, but it's going to be a long shot. They're going to need a lot of pieces to fall into place. That's what I'm predicting for this racing level team. Maybe maybe they'll play spoiler at the end of it all, and they'll have some influence because that's where they'll be in the table. But I I just don't foresee them – Punching their ticket and and really making a, a turn from the last two years into this year. Just looking at the landscape of the league yeah. and, and the other top talent that is out there.
1: No, I'm I'm with you, and I don't think that's I don't think that's unfair to say. I think maybe there's like I said, that is technically harsh, yeah. that's technically an improvement. It is from the year prior going from you know nine to eight, but I think there could be like wins within other areas. Like maybe they don't go to the playoffs, but you know maybe you get someone. Uh, amongst all these forwards um, going on in a ridiculous run. You know, maybe Uchenna Kanu goes on a maddening s- score streak and, um, you know, gives you seven, eight goals and, you know, humors a golden boot. To, uh, I know, would love that. Place. You know, may- maybe maybe they get, uh, you know, some more set piece madness from uh, Savannah DeMello. You know, maybe there's a lot of good individual things that come out of 2023 for this team, but I don't know if it is uh it is smashing their way through, uh through the uh, playoff picture. And, and maybe we talked about the international spotlight. The way that
0: this is working out this year, the regular season for the NWSL is taking a bit of a pause, and the Challenge Cup is being played they the Challenge Cup with the that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, maybe Racing Louisville wins the Challenge Cup, but they just can't get it around for the regular season. We've seen it before. North yeah. Carolina Courage win the Challenge Cup in 2022 and mm-hmm. then just flop during the regular season. Maybe that's it. You know what? I'm going with that well, one. So Racing did- Louisville makes a run in the Challenge Cup,
1: but they well, can't get it together for the regular maybe, season. Maybe that's the formula. So did Houston. Houston yep. had to win the Challenge yep. Cup and, and agonizingly miss out on the playoffs before they finally broke through to the postseason just last year. So who knows? Maybe this is that, maybe this is that story arc for Racing Louisville FC. We'll see. You know us. We love to come back here and talk about how incorrect we were. So stay tuned. We're going to have uh, so much more to talk about because we are doing team-by-team previews for every single team in the build-up to the regular season. Thank you all so much for listening to Attacking Third. Please make sure to download, follow, listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. You can watch us too. Subscribe to us on YouTube to get alerts for whenever we go live at YouTube.com/slash attacking third. We'll be back with more team-by-team previews for the 2023 season. It kicks off March 25th on Paramount Plus. For Sandra and Lisa Roman, this was Attacking Third. Now streaming on Paramount Plus. You ready, Bob? Well, all right. Audiences are raving. Bob Marley is electrifying. Wow it's the feel-good movie of the year. You dig. Well, Bob Marley, one love. Rated PG-13. Now streaming on Paramount Plus.